we continue worshiping this morning, we invite you to turn in your Bible or Bible apps to the words of the Gospel according to John, the 15th chapter, beginning in the first verse. Let us receive the Word of God. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch of me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Loving God, I pray that you might help us uh, be connected in your spirit today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you. For you and you alone, O God, are our rock and redeemer. Amen. I, you notice me uh, sort of checking. It's one of those mornings where, for no apparent reason, there is a little bit of a glitch here and there with my with my internet connection. You just never know. Um, so I'm hoping we'll we'll get to be together through my reflection. If not, you'll be in good hands. Trust me. Whew, I should have said that before I prayed. <laughs> I am praying that God will help us. Her name, her name was Grace. And she was one of the first folks that I met as I arrived with my friends in that small village in Tamil Nadu, South India. Though I imagine Grace probably died long ago, she's been often on my mind over these last days as I have taken in the horrifying news and headlines of the ravages of COVID-19 in India right now. As always, that disease will be hitting those like Grace the hardest. Grace, you see, was an untouchable. She was poor her skin a deep ebony, and she was literally outcast. She was out of the caste system. She was beneath it. Grace also had the unhappy circumstance of being unmarried. Her family had no money for a dowry, and as a result, Grace was destined to be on her own with little or no support from anyone else. 
But we learned as we talked to her in broken English that she made a way for herself by doing sewing for folks in the village. She shared her home, a 10, I think it was about 10 by 10 feet cement dwelling. She shared her home with six other family members. In 1994, our Liberation Theology Seminar Group from Yale Divinity School went to this village to experience an Indian community that was predominantly Christian. We were studying Christian liberation theology in that context. And a predominantly Christian village is a rarity in that country, which at least at the time was only two to three percent Christian. And this particular Christian village was also a village of so-called untouchables, or as they renamed themselves, Dalits. We were planning to stay overnight in the church building, which was located on the small dirt square of the community. But late in the day, after we had worshipped together at a Bible study, Grace approached me with an astonishing offer. This woman who barely had enough food to feed and care for herself invited me into her home. She invited me to stay with her for the night. And so I did. She gave me tea and shared stories of her life. And that night I slept on the hard dirt floor on a mat. That hard dirt floor in that 10 by 10 room with seven other people and a chicken. In the morning, Grace boiled water, a rare and precious commodity in that town, boiled water for me just so I could brush my teeth. I don't know that I've ever received such an invitation before or since or experienced such hospitality and care. Grace invited me into her home, into her life. And as I left, she called me sister. Today, Jesus invites us into his life. Jesus says, abide, abide in me. We learn today, as Pastor Kelly was talking about, We learn today that Jesus is like a vine, green, full of life, reaching down into the depths of the earth and soaring upward toward the light of the sun. Jesus is like a vine and we are like the branches of the vine. When connected to that strong, green, vital stem, we flourish and we grow. We produce fruit. But we know that the branches only bear fruit because they receive nourishment through the stem, through the vine. If they're cut off from that source of life and strength, they grow dry, they grow lifeless, they die. They certainly don't produce fruit. 
And sometimes branches need to be pruned. Things need to be let go, cleared out in order for that branch to produce fruit at its full capacity. This powerful image teaches us about what it means to abide in Christ. Abide isn't really a word that we hear much these days. And because of that, some modern translations of scripture choose to use other words. But this word abide, such a, I just think it's such a great word. It's a rich word. To abide means more than just to be with. It also means to stand with, to be faithful to, to stand firm, and never to leave. And in the image of the vine and the branches, we hear Jesus' words to us as an invitation. Abide in me. Imagine Jesus saying this to you. Abide in me and receive everything you need for life and for growth and for fruitfulness. Stand with me. Stand where I stand and with whom I stand. Be faithful to me. Never leave me because if you do, you will cut yourself off from the gracious gifts of God that are your source for strength and for life. Stay connected to me, trusting my life-giving support and love, even in the midst of change when you need to let things go. While it is our choice, always our choice, whether to accept this invitation and stay connected and to receive grace and life in Christ, we also learn today that Jesus invites us to do what he is already doing for us. Jesus says, abide in me as I abide in you. Remember in the John tradition, scriptural tradition, we are reminded over and over and over again, we love because God first loved us. Everything we do in relationship with Christ is a response to what Christ has already offered to us. Jesus abides in you. Jesus stands with you. Jesus is in solidarity with your every struggle and suffering. Jesus is faithful to you even when you have lost faith in yourself, in others, and in God. Jesus will never leave you even when you turn your back. This is the grace of God. It is nothing that we deserve because of who we are or what we've accomplished. It's just given to us free, this love of God. You didn't make the first move. God did. And God has invited you to share the bounty, the beauty, the fruitfulness of life in Christ. 
in United Methodist circles, we talk about the grace of God that's present and active in our lives before we even know it. We use the word provenient grace. This is the grace of God that is there before or even if we never confess Jesus as the son of God. Provenient grace is Holy Spirit nudging and working in our hearts and minds and relationships to encourage us to receive the invitation and to respond, to receive the life that we are given. Sometimes in the course of human life, things happen that lead people to disconnect. All sorts of things happen. Many times folk may renounce their faith, renounce God. And Jesus doesn't say that such a choice has no consequence. All our choices have consequences. And to deliberately cut ourselves off from the source of life and love will be harmful to us. How could it not be? We can renounce the sacraments, the teachings, the relationships of intentional Christian community. Or we can just take these things for granted and go through the motions as if they didn't mean anything or made no difference. We can choose to do all in our power to ignore or to deny God and God's gifts. But the promise that Jesus makes is that grace abides with us no matter what. You may choose not to believe in God, but God believes in you and has chosen to love you. As one of my colleagues used to say all the time, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. This word comes right on time for me this week anyway. Some of you will have tuned in for this past Wednesday's Facebook Live in which I talked about languishing, the mental state that hangs out between flourishing and depression. Languishing is what I have labeled in this season being COVID fine. Um, you know, people ask how you're doing. It's like, well, I'm, I'm fine. Well, actually, I'm COVID fine. <laughs> Namely, doing all right, but not really being at full capacity. Languishing is a real thing, by the way. There was an article posted about it in the New York Times. Um, languishing dulls motivation. It's a state in which um, your ability to focus is disrupted and there are increased odds that you're going to be less productive in your work. I'm personally feeling this right now even as I give thanks that full-on depression has not set in, which is always a possibility for me. I know that not all of us have been able to keep depression and anxiety at bay over these last months. And so I'm going to take this opportunity on this first Sunday of Mental Health Awareness Month. I was also reminded it is Asian American uh, month. So we've got a number of things to remember. 
In this Mental Health Awareness Month, I want to remind you there is help available if you are suffering. It is not a moral failure to admit that you need help. We all need help most of the time in one way or another. If you need resources, do not hesitate to reach out to any of your pastors. And we will do all we can to help find you the support that you need. We spend an awful lot of time in this culture trying to pretend we're okay when we're not. And sometimes we disconnect from the source that will truly give us life and wander off thinking that we can find that life somewhere else. I want to remind you to stay connected to the source and reach out for help. Do not pretend you're fine when you're not fine. While not everyone will be struggling with mental health right now, I do observe that most people I know, both in and out of Foundry, are in a pretty volatile place emotionally. This past year, with all its pandemics, is catching up with all of us in one way or another. And today, we receive this word from Jesus. Abide. It's a simple word, an always needed reminder that the source of our life, our flourishing, our capacity to be all right, to keep going, to know what matters, to be given grace, the source of all of that, the source of our capacity to bear the fruits of love and compassion and patience and justice, that source is God. Whatever we're feeling, facing, or fearing, Christ abides in us, is available right now to give us grace sufficient for every need. All we have to do is stay united, stay connected to abide with Jesus in relationship, in solidarity, in faithfulness, and in love. 27 years ago, as I left that village in South India, I was embraced by grace. Her love and hospitality and sacrificial giving will forever be for me symbols of the free gifts of God. I didn't do anything to deserve her attention, her trust, her love, or her floor space. She just offered it all freely. Grace invited me into her home, into her life. And as I left, she embraced me as family. She called me sister. Today, Jesus invites us into his life. Jesus says, abide in me.
As we do so, we are embraced by grace. And we're called children of God, siblings in God's beloved clan. Those who are then sent into the world to embrace other members of God's family with the amazing grace of Jesus Christ. And then together to create a human family in which poverty Skin color, tribe, or faith tradition no longer allows a sibling to be outcast or untouchable. A community in which all needs are met and all know themselves, ourselves, to be truly beloved. Will you pray with me? Generous God, thank you for your amazing grace given to us in Jesus. Help us remain united with Jesus through every challenge, change, and pruning season. Sustain and renew us that we might produce the fruits of love and justice, compassion and care that will nourish others and truly serve your beautiful and broken world. Amen. Amen.